Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com You are now in June to the Chat and Shit Podcast. Guess what? This is a podcast. Welcome to Chatting Shit with Big Daddy S Class and Big Daddy C Section. Oh, like so named Chegwin. Yeah, yes. yeah, I like it. Yeah. Do you know what? Is there an S Class? What of a Mercedes? Yeah. I feel like they probably started at A's and now they're at Z. Well, V. They're up to V. They're up, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so they're going to end at Z. Yeah. yeah and that's yeah. where Mercedes will just fall to the ground and they'll they'll be replaced by Sayat. <laughs> What car would you get if you could drive? BMW 3 Series. Yardie Mobile. I used to have one of them. I've had a couple, boy. Yeah, he's had a couple. He's been through the cars, this kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you, he's not a fucking car. Please. And he will never tell you. He, he won't take you calling him a car. No, because he can't drive. No, because he can't, but he's a fucking tank. Yeah. All right? It's our next guest. Go on. This person is someone that's very close to our heart. Mm. Not only is he someone we quite literally have to look up to because he's... Well, at six least six, seven. six. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, seven, yeah. Let's go of, for it. Of pure comedy muscle. Yeah. Not only is he known for his uh, appearances on League of Their Own. No. But more importantly, and more vitally, the creator, the writer, the actor, the man behind the BAFTA award-winning TV show, Murder and Successful, a.k.a. King Gary, a.k.a. Tom Davis. Hoi, hoi. Nice to be here at last. Yeah, this no, is you're welcome. Welcome to the lounge. I've been waiting all lockdown for this. I know, I know, yeah, I know. man. We've been, uh, we've been trying to work this out, haven't we? I've been genuinely waiting for lockdown to last long enough to, so I can get on this podcast. That's yeah. what, <laughs> I know what you two are like. As soon as lockdown's done, you have other shit going on in your yeah, life. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'll be it. Ask. If you don't ask, boy, you don't get how has your lockdown been? Uh, you know what? It's, it's it's a weird one, isn't it? I feel that I've stopped like worrying as much about work and stuff. It's been I, I found out I've just 
I've managed to spend a bit more time with my wife. I think she she's yeah. found it harder than me because yeah, at first yeah, she's yeah. like, and oh my god, he's gonna be home all the time. Yeah. And now she's like, oh, he's at home all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When are you back to work? <laughs> yeah. You need to get the fuck out of the house so, yeah. so the gardener can come back in here again. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time though now because it's like it's the sort of crossover period, or it was at least, where you can go out and do a few things, I guess, right? And then, yeah, but still have time at home. Yeah, yeah, you can still do stuff over Zoom as well, which is good. The, the mad thing is, of course, like like Hugo, I don't live in London anymore, and yeah. like. So I, I came down to, I went to um, stay at a hotel with the missus for a couple of nights. So we're in London and you forget like, just the madness. It sounds, because I brought up in like, or in a van London, I was brought up near you, Sipa, but yeah. like, I was there and I'm like, oh shit, we can go to any sort of restaurant. We can go and fucking shopping and stuff. Where were like, me and Hugo? If there's nothing like that. Literally, there's like a big retail park. Oh no. We were like Krispy no. Kreme McDonald's. Like I text Hugo going, there's a Thai place. There's a Thai <laughs> place within 30 miles of us. I mean, that's exactly what it was. That's what it was like when I was growing up, though, isn't it? It would be like a, um, there'd be like a doner kebab place, an Indian, and a Chinese. That's you know what literally I mean? what my just eats like. Yeah, there's no Uber eats or Deliveroo. It's just like yeah. every high street in England was basically, or like in the sort yeah. of like fucking like outside big cities, was just yeah. like a Scooby Doo movie. It's yeah. just yeah. like someone running past, and they'd be like doner kebab Chinese yeah. Indian, doner kebab Chinese Indian. <laughs> That's the first, time, first time you had tires, like, God, it tastes a bit like soap, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's too much for me, that. Too much. Like a ramen. Just yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah. You, where you live up here and you just go in and ask for ramen and people think... Because every... Like, I don't know about you, Hugo. Like, all the places I have right around here, it's like old school Chinese. Yeah, like, yeah. Chicken yeah, well, balls. It's, it's yeah. just black, beef and black bean sauce. Right. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. the one near me does Thai curry, and I thought in my head, oh, they must be Thai, but they're doing Chinese. And I ordered it, and it was fucking disgusting. Oh, man. Tastes like Radox. They've got on on the menu at my one, and it's like like new menu, chef yeah. special, uh, red Thai curry, green Thai curry. <laughs> special, new special. Special. Like, it's blown their mind. They're just like, oh, yeah, no, no. Fucking, so I was down in London at the weekend. Yeah, and I got and some red t- uh, curry paste. And I'm going to... I just imagine them in China going, you can go to a suburb, right, and just serve this complete shit, and they'll love it. <laughs> and it's yeah. also, it's, it's like, none of it's cooked with any... It's all basically, they got, like, in Croydon, there's a, just a massive fucking place they all go and buy their stuff for their takeaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's all... No one's, like... I remember literally going to, going with my dad to um like a Chinese takeaway for the first time and eating spring rolls and going, oh my God, these are so, there's so much flavor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yes. like, like, it's just like fucking deep fried. Like, and my dad was going, this is so fucking nice. This is, this is incredible. So deep is basically just um bean sprouts and carrots and pastry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the first moment you try a prawn cracker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fucking wow. hell, man. Fucking hell. Oh. They're not really good skits. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but when we went to London, though, and so we, so you're in, we stayed in Central. Yeah. And we were just like bopping about, doing a bit of shopping, and then going to different places to eat. Where we stayed, I text you about it, Sipa, like the food was incredible. Yeah, yeah. And then we came back here, and it's just like, oh, fucking hell. It's like, yeah. there's just like nothing quite like like that here. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's like the, pa- yeah. the palate to people. Yeah, it's true. That's the only thing that worries me about, you know, because I'm still here, I'm still in London and obviously the wise thing to do would be to move further out, get a bit more bang for your buck and stuff. But that is the thing that worries me is um, I feel though, not right. having a selection of like 
a different melting pot sort of cultures and food on your doorstep. Yeah, but I feel slowly that will happen because London's yeah. too expensive, man. Like young people, like our parents. Maybe for you two boys, but I I love paying the highest rent in London. <laughs> yeah, and you don't own anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but young people can't afford to buy shit in London unless yeah. you come from like a like our parents. They managed to do it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like this generation are fucked. And also, when when you looked at like when lockdown happened. I was like fortunate. I was like fucking hell. Like I've got, I've got a garden. I've got a decent size house. Yeah, like, yeah. like where me and my missus lived before, we lived in like a one bedroom flat in Bermondsey. And I was yeah. like, if we'd had a row, like some of the rows we've had during lockdown, <laughs> yeah. like we'd have just been in like one room, just like that, looking at each other like that, vex, yeah. screwing each other. And now we're like, oh, I just go to one room, you go to another, and that you know, let yeah. it up a little bit. I think that's that's really important because I felt that as well. Like you know, just just having having being in your place for so long in lockdown it makes you start viewing your place a little bit differently yeah and uh, and, and 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 i am going to be buying soon and stuff and i am viewing those places a bit differently actually if we live in a world where you're going to be at home a lot more yeah and you sort of value your home time a lot more yeah, and, and also and space, like, like outdoor space here isn't like busy no nah. like you can yeah, go exactly. to the woods like you haven't got a dog but me and tom do so. yeah yeah me and you guys emulating each other's lives. Yeah, yeah. It's what happens when you move out of London. Yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. get a dog. But like, you, you're not going to come across loads of people. Nah. No, you're trying, but you, you, you're not. You haven't sold Peterborough to me yet. But yeah. <laughs> oh no, you'd love it, man. Yeah, you'd love it. I've taken up golf right during. Um, That's during, it. Sick. And I, number one, it was just like because I know you boys like your clobber and all that. I was, you know, that thing like where you watch and you're like, man, there's a yeah. whole fashion. There's a whole line of clothes that like car, night cardigans and like yeah, shit that. that I'd yeah. never probably wear in any other situation. But like, and like, I turn up. I turned up for my first lesson right. Head to toe in fucking designer golf wear. This guy was like, "Wow, you've got a fucking party!" Like this guy, he's like, "I'm, I'm serious." So, so what? Um, what, what's your handicap? And I was, I try and be funny with a guy, and I'm like, "Um, uh, probably trying to hit the ball." <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, basically, he's like, "Oh, you know, um, you know, have a little shot. Let's see what we're dealing with." So I've hit this, and the first ball I hit was a complete fluke, and I hit it, and it, it flew nice and whatever. Nice. And he was like, "Lovely." So it's just like, you know, let's hit another couple. I hit this other ball and it came flying off the tire of the club and smashed this woman next to me. And she was like, oh, for crying out loud like that. And I was like, I've never ever played before. And he was like, all the clothes, you know, you look like a golfer, like genuinely like a golfer. And I was like, well, yeah, and no, I, I sort of like, I've jumped and I had all my own clubs and everything. I'd literally spent, You've honestly, got eight boys, grand nearly, about, yeah. nearly, about, like, nearly a grand on yeah. clothes and fucking clubs with no idea of how to play the game. So, <laughs> I'm exactly the same, Tom. For some, and it's because it's not just about the, the act, the thing. It's about everything around it. Yeah. So like, I'm I'm exactly the same because when you, as soon as you mentioned golf, I start imagining. Yeah, I probably look quite sick and all that shit. Do you remember actually. when we went and played tennis? We bought <laughs> like top of the range everything. Bro, we went. Yeah, we, yeah. Bro, we, we couldn't had, like, even rally. Sweatbands around our heads. We had like all the tennis shorts, tennis t-shirt, <laughs> best tennis rackets, and that. We couldn't even fucking get one back and forth, bro. We end up just chatting. Chatting by the net. Um, this is um, a very useful part of the show um, for when you um, need things to do. It's the recommendation part. Uh, obviously, like I say, you know, we're all sort of um, in a slightly different stage of lockdown, but I suppose we're all still still being at home a little bit more. Have you got any uh, recommendations uh, of things you've been watching, listening to, reading even? So I started, uh, I started like really highbrow yeah. when like, you know, 
good Netflix documentaries, The Last Dance. Yeah. And then, uh, like, as it's gone on, my brain has just basically deteriorated. I started <laughs> watching, have you heard of Below Deck? Oh, yeah, I was going to say oh, that. Man. Fucking Bro, love Below Deck, man. I've been told to watch that, man. Sick. I'm obsessed. You I know love all that like, shit. There's three different fucking uh, franchises of it, right? It's Below Deck, Below Deck Mediterranean, Below Deck uh, Sailing Boat, right? <laughs> Me and my wife watched all three franchises. I'm talking multiple series in about really? a month. Like, literally, it was like crack. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I, yeah. I realized at one point, it was a Sunday, and we'd watched eight and a half, nine hours of just back-to-back. I Sick. cooked, like, lunch and stuff, and I was just like, mate, this is, babe, this is getting too much now. we can't turn it off. And I've become so invested because like, yeah. you're not having human interaction while this yeah. whole thing's going on. Yeah. You basically start really caring. I was going to bed going about Ben the chef, right? <laughs> He's just not going to end up with anyone. He's never going to meet anyone, is he? He's just never going to meet everyone. You know, he keeps falling for the wrong women. He I, um, <laughs> I watched a series where there's a guy, he's like early 40s, but he always has his top off because it makes him look younger because he's oh, yeah. ripped. Why don't you, and then, I don't want to give you any spoilers. And, uh, I was going to say, yeah, but w- w- why don't you explain, Tom, what it's about? What is it? It's a reality show about... So it's about loads of people who work on super yachts. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And they work like Below Deck. That's what it's yeah. named, that, that incredible yeah, yeah. name. <laughs> and they like do deck. the food and sort out the beds and then they'll be like, we want to get some jet skis and go to this island and they'll arrange it all. And I, I've got to, mate, it made me, I was like, I mean, I'm like you boys. I'm like, I'm not earning that sweet fit sweet though yet, but I'm like, as soon as I get a fucking big playing job, I'm fucking getting all my boys and getting all of them. Yeah. Getting a yacht. Do you know what? I, I'm the same though, Tom, because I early on, I go through phases, I think. I go through phases and watch trash TV and then feeling completely mind numb. And then yeah. wanted, then wanted to watch like loads of you know like you say documentaries, but then they then you sort of end up being depressed because they're mostly about murder or, or yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. all the net politics, yeah, politics, murder, all that shit. So then recently I'm back on my complete moron stage and I'm watching uh, Love Island USA. I want to oh, watch that man. It's it's same thing. You start getting addicted and you start it becomes part of your routine, part of your day. Yeah, yeah. You get invested in them. Like. Yeah, that's it, man. Yeah, I think we all as as people that work in comedy enjoy watching like observing how people like communicate right well, that's I mean? the like, real whatever. shit that's like, the kind yeah. of like that they, they come up with the best like jokes like that guy remember when we, we all watched that documentary about the scouse debt collector yeah and um yeah. uh what happened he said something like his he went for an analysis and then his wife came back and said you've got a personality um, oh yeah yeah she, that was it yeah he goes read the letter read the letter and she goes uh okay uh apologies for my scouse accent it's incredible um <laughs> he goes, i remember he goes, when i first met you you said i can do any accent yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then i went listen to this you dirty little skittle bear and you went wow what was your name again <laughs> take my email yeah take my and i gave you my card with my just <laughs> my email oh my on it God. <laughs> my ex just got I've been in the back yeah I've been in the background of uh, like <laughs> 1917 and a couple of other big movies Green Street and you went what are you doing I went no I'm just doing the voice again <laughs> I'm a pain. you know my favourite thing in life would just be if Sipa was in the background of one shot of Green Street <laughs> I'd love that <laughs> in a calf have you seen um, Married at First Sight yet yeah 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 of course Australia yeah the Australian one yeah fire I love that. Mate, it, I'd say so it's the best thing I've watched during lockdown. Yeah, it's really good, man. 
Right, okay, I'll put that on my list. Uh, I'm on. To, I'm on. I'm feeling very trashy at the moment. I'm feeling, I like the possessive, uh, weird guy who's like yeah. he's like a jockey he's a bit commentator. Like you. Yeah, short yeah. and possessive. Oh, yeah. mate, Hugo. Oh. Yeah. Wait, big, no, actually. wait. That series is good. The net series, Hugo, is incredible. Oh, oh, I haven't wow. seen that. It all fucking kicks off madly. Like it's yeah. fucking like it's like just mental. Me and my wife are sitting there, and I'm like, you know, when you just like. We got to the last episode and I'm like, oh man, I'm going to miss these guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like messaging them on Instagram. Thinking, what are they up to now? Yeah, yeah I, I'm um... a comedian from England. I've got quite a few shows in the That's my opening gambit. Hi, I'm a comedian from England. Uh, <laughs> you might have noticed the blue tick. We're all right to talk. <laughs> but at the moment, you know what? I've, I've become like, because obviously it's the American election coming. Yeah. Just watch it. I, I watched, I've watched that Trump show and I watched that thing the other night. It's that's incredible. That's Which like one? it's on BBC at the moment. It's on iPlay. It's called Trump, the Trump Show, ah. and it's it's all about just Trump and his rise to power. It's fucking nuts. It's like genuinely, fascinating, you watch, man. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. It's like I'm not a big political guy. I know enough to know yeah, that Trump's a fucking piece of shit. But like, it is like fascinating to watch him as a human being and go, like, like there's just no conscience there of anything. Yeah. yeah. I think you said it yourself. I think you don't have to be a political guy just no, no. to be right from wrong, innit? He's just fucking mental, innit? It's just... But it's like insanely, like, how people, like, he's proved constantly to be, yeah. like, a liar and in yeah. the wrong with shit yeah. and, like, have done some fucking dark stuff. And then you're like, but he sort of gets away. And you have to yeah. look at it and go, fuck, there's a, there's a really good drama on Sky Atlantic called The, the, Comey, the Comey Rule. With yeah. uh, Brendan Gleeson plays Trump. It's like all set around James Comey as head of the FBI, and it's like an incredible show, like drama. But like just yeah. watching how Trump Trump's basically like the Godfather, like how he yeah. talks to people. It's fucking, it's fascinating, like to see how he deals with people. It's mad, isn't it? But I guess in a way that sort of works, doesn't it? I mean, if you look at all the different, like like you say, within like sort of a uh, criminal structures, within fucking political stru- like Hitler, the Nazis. That shit always works, doesn't it? Yeah. Like someone having a really strong idea and just going with it. But it's no different. Like, we all grew up in a similar sort of way, right? It's no different than the guy who was the top guy in your group, right? Yeah. When you were growing up and it's someone just be like, you know, we were yeah. like, oh, we, yeah, smart guy, just not coordinate at the weekend. You just look at one guy, just walk in and go, we'll go and chess it at the weekend. Yeah, yeah, go, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know if about that. No, we're going to chess it at the weekend yeah. and you just follow him along. And you follow him along and you probably all sort of don't like him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sort of narcissistic, powerful. Yeah, that's just the, for some reason in human nature is what takes over. Yeah, yeah, and and then you, but for him, he's just got to a level where it's just like, like everyone's terrified to pay. Like this one woman who's like, I was so worried about his health, but I didn't want to say anything because he has like McDonald's every day, right? Yeah, <laughs> apparently he has ten diet cokes a day or something as well. Oh. Yeah. I, I can't have, I can't have <laughs> respect that about it. Like, I nearly have a McDonald's every day. <laughs> but, but I'm not a... racist. But I'm not racist. <laughs> I'm not a narcissist, but I mean, you can knock him for a lot of things, but he's yeah. diet, so right? Mate, that's impressive, that. He that's is true. well. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's good. How tall are you, Tom? Because in the intro, we said you're 6'6". Six, six. I think I'm 6'6 six, six and a half, maybe. Six, nice, seven. sick. Yeah. yeah, wow. Got that. On. It depends on the company I'm in. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. I'm 6'5". Well, I've had times with you where I'm just, we're walking along and I was please crouch a little bit more. I feel well degrading. Like, <laughs> on my tippy toes down the <laughs> I just thought that was the way you walked to try and look hard. 
He does okay, have yeah. a feminine walk. He does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Let's um let's uh let's strip this back now, yeah. Mm. Tom, um talk us through how you started uh, as a creative. Where did it all stem from? Well, Super, what an amazing question. Um I think it was probably always in me to be creative. Mm. Uh, I think I think it was I think it was always like that thing. At school I was always a joker and yeah. I liked I liked that was my favorite thing. The only thing I liked about school was I generally liked going to school for the for the laugh and having a having a joke and everything. School didn't really like me for that. And I think it was always in me to sort of have be that sort of thing. But then for years I didn't I sort of just pissed about on building sites and never really took life too seriously. I just sort of always just thought, well, this is just gonna be it forever now. So I think it was actually I suppose it was just sort of seeing stand up new sort of like Mickey Flanagan and people like that and then just thinking I want to give this a go. And weirdly like my first gig was like for Rupert. Like that was the first time Really, yeah. The first person really to sort of give me any sort of gigs. Yeah. Shout out um, Rupert Magenda he produces his podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. Right man. Yeah, man. Agendas. And then yeah, from there really it just um yeah. But, sort of... but, but before that, Tom, um how did you find out you was funny? Was it was it like um was that your thing, or was it just like yeah, it was a, everyone you were around with like that? Was your family like that? Like yeah, my fa- my dad's a great storyteller, and yeah. then like my granddad was like my granddad. If you went, if you went around Sutton or Croydon, like Cashel, even if you went went to some like we go like my fact, I've got a lot of Irish family, and you go right. to like sort of like uh, like North London or whatever. But you just know people, yeah. and that, and straight away you realise, and when we talk about height, you realise that <clears throat> it's a bit of a defence mechanism, really, because I'm not like a fight or anything I, i'd sort of always if i went into a room and, and whatever I, i'd i'd make a wally out of myself as soon as i could so I, people knew i wasn't a threat yeah i'd shake a beer can up so it'd spray all over me and go oh look at me like melt like the club just basically walking around to people going i'm not a threat i, I look like i don't want any smoke guys <laughs> I'm not a threat. check this just put the drink in your face <laughs> like, down some stairs or do a silly <laughs> tall guy doing like literally just be doing a robot in the middle of <laughs> yeah he's not a threat but check i'm not a threat honestly pull yeah. your trousers down shove a banana up your ass see i'm insane have a good night guys fucking <laughs> hell right so tom so when um when so when you started seeing is people like Mickey Flanagan, was that because um, it just felt like a little bit, I guess, like a looser style of uh, of stand-up where he's just more talking and you can sort of relate to him as well because it's, it's from a similar sort of culture to you? Yeah, I think so. I think because, like, like, culturally as well, like, that whole... Like, I've always been a geek. I love comedy. I've always, like, my, my dad is, like, like, when I was growing up, we'd have sort of... But then... I think the first comedians I, I I'd know about, and I, my, all my mates and people on building sites was all sort of Jimmy Davidson or, or like fucking uh, Chubby Brown and shit like that. Yeah, some of them ain't so yeah, yeah. that well, have they? No, no, no. <laughs> but and, and I never really liked that sort of stuff, and yeah. I never liked that sort of aside the racism and bigotry and whatever. I just yeah. that sort of side felt quite dated. The sort of yeah, that style. Of, yeah, of, yeah, like you say, even without the the subjects, just that style of yeah. Delivery. And then yeah. I think when I saw Mickey and like a guy called Ricky Grovo, who's incredible, and and yeah. I sort of from there I was like, oh shit, this is this feels a bit like they're just telling stories, and there'd be stories yeah. that sort of resonated, and I sort of I'd, I'd had a life, I'd a lifetime of like never really thinking about like where my life was going. I, I mm. like and that, no long term plan. It was just labouring working on building sites and every now and again, I'll go and do something else for a bit just to get away from 
the monotony of just being like the same thing, like Groundhog Day. But it's kind of like because there was no one else around doing anything else, right? So it's just that's all you've got to sort of be inspired by. Yeah, that's what it was like for me as well. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, like you, you become like sort of you're you're just you're the fabric from from the sort of world you're from, aren't you? And and like everyone around me was like, if I'm going to be brutally honest, like when I left school. I was just like, I was really keen to work on building sites. And I think yeah. there was a real weird thing within like our in, like media and whatever. And they're like, oh, God, you always want to be a comedian. I was like, I never thought that would be an opportunity that I'd ever get would be to be a comedian. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, yeah. that's not even an option. It's like, yeah. it's so far away. We talk about this on here before. It's like, but that's why it always interests me when someone like yourself, uh, you know, sort of like, that's why the, the journey always interests me because it's not like you were inspired by someone that's actually in your life. It's yeah. more like you had to have that trigger to go, do you know what? I'm going to actually try and be slightly different here. Do you know what yeah, I mean? and I think the other thing was, it was just, it was actually really like people like Rupert yeah. and, and and certain other people like James DeFond, who I work with a lot now and, and you guys know, I think they, they saw something more in just who I was. Like, I think it was it would have been easy to sort of, I remember the first few gigs that I did, I was like trying to be sort of, uh, like really playing up the Cockney sort of side of it and yeah. coming on and actually they were like, no, you know, that sort of more, the more sort of stupid, goofy side of you is the side that actually I think, you know, people are going to, it's going to dare you to more to a crowd. Sure. I think yeah. I was more, I think I did a gig for Rupert early on in my career as well, which was like just loads of those sorts of like trying to do those jokes, like rather than telling stories. It's fucking hard, man. It's really hard to do. Street jokes are like the hardest thing to do. Like those, those sort of old school jokes. Well, yeah, I was going to ask what, what was, you know, there's one thing being sort of funny in the pub and in the building site. Um, what what was the sort of progression when you had to bring it into a more sort of um, a wider audience, I guess, by, by going into a, you know, doing stand-up can be for any sort of audience. Do you know what I mean? I think the, the, one of the big things was like, I always thought, I was awful at being a scaffolder and labourer. I was lazy. I was like, was it, I, I had a really bad, I just never cared about it enough to be any good at it. That's so what we get along, I think. Yeah, 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 no, it is probably what we get along. I, yeah, I, I've been I, sacked from every job. Yeah. <laughs> and the only reason I was kept around, I think, is because I, I was made people laugh and I was always taking yeah. a piss and having a joke. So I, in my head, I was like, well, I've been doing this for like nigh on fucking 15, 20 years of turning up at a job or various jobs yeah. and holding that job for just fucking being able to tell stories and have, be silly and joke about. Mm. So all, all I've got at the first thing was, I've only got to do that on stage for five minutes. Yeah. And I think when you've done a job where you fucking hate turning up every day and not the hate, but you're just like, I don't know. I don't feel it's like monotonous. I've never felt. It can get yeah. samey, right? Has that yeah. feeling like, uh, yeah. yeah. And I think, so in the end, I was just like, fuck it. And those, I think the first few months of doing it, I never had any aspiration of like, oh, I'm going to make a big living from this. Yeah. It was just to break the fucking, like every day turning up and doing the same thing. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, and, and I just, I really loved it. I've, I never felt like, oh, I can't say this or I shouldn't say that. Uh-huh. I could just go out and do what I thought, I thought was funny or I, I was pretty fearless for the first, sort of, you know, not, not fearless in the sense I didn't get nervous, but fearless in, I was really good at turning over material. Like I, I'd sort of, more so than I am now. I'd, I'd like, I'd go to work on building sites and I'd sit in a porter cabin for like two hours yeah. like in, the, in the toilet, in the porter loo, just fucking on an old Nokia, just writing jokes and writing stories that I thought were funny. And then I'd just go and do them that night. So 
I, now I'm like, oh God, how do I do that? And at the time, I was just like, yeah, yeah. In a way, you, in a way, you know too much now because you're you're a part of the industry in a sense. So like, where yeah. it was so fresh, and it was yeah. just like there was no wrong because you'd never done it before. Yeah, no one had any expectation that I'd be any good at yeah. this thing, and I was told by everyone that I knew, everyone. Yeah. Probably aside James and then Rupert, that I wasn't very, I would never, it was never going to go anywhere. Like I was just being stupid, even thinking of doing it. Mates yeah. now who tell me, like, I always knew you were going to fucking make it. I'm like, you, <laughs> <Yeah>. prick. <laughs> you, know, like, you fucking told me what I was like, me, you rinsed yeah. me for it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, like that's a lot, that's one of the biggest fears in people doing stuff that they enjoy is like, yeah, the, the, social group going no i don't like it fear but that's the thing a lot of those people can't be blamed otherwise because we touched on it earlier it's like if you're from a world where nothing you don't really feel like nothing's really possible when someone tries to step out of that everyone else that's that's mental why would you even entertain such an idea and also like i think people fear like looking stupid or looking ridiculous or failing yeah i'm i'd always done all of those things anyway like yeah. failed at nearly everything I'd ever tried. Yeah. I always looked stupid. Yeah. So it's and nothing like... No. Yeah. So I was like, I haven't really got like... Back. It wasn't like I had... And I didn't have like a family. I'd sort of split up with a girl I'd been with for quite a long time. And yeah. I sort of pretty... I was like, I got to 30 and I was like, I'm going nowhere. Like, you know, when you like, you got to a point where you're sort of like, quite a lot of your mates are sort of settling down or having kids. And like, yeah. you're going to more and more weddings and more and more christenings. Yeah. And But that shit's not you. And then yeah. you're like, oh shit, like, I remember going out and like, like three of the people I'm hanging out with are you, like mates that I went to school with younger brothers. Like, you're, you're like, <laughs> yeah. like, you're you're with them now. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, like, like dancing, like, like the goofy guy who was dancing on the, the dance floor had now become like, oh my God, is that someone's uncle? <laughs> <laughs> Going to uni house parties. Who's the old guy? We're pouring yeah, beer yeah, on himself. This weekend, Big T. Oh, mate, my mates are at like High Wickham University. So pretty just fucking going down there. I like it. <laughs> that's such an important time though because that's the sort of make or break time in your life, right? Like when you get to a certain age and you're like, I can just carry on with this shit. Yeah. Not that you think you're better than everyone, but you know yourself, you feel that this, you're not getting fulfilled from that or I can try and make a change, right? Yeah, yeah, but I think like, without talking too like deep and stuff, and I think like you know we we I've had these conversations with both of you like yeah I, I got to a point and I was just like is this gonna be it? And I think I was like depressed. I was drinking like now we, we at that time like you know like now we have these open conversations about like mental health and depression. At that time, if I'd gone into a pub and so I'd gone down to the goat pub oh, on a right. Friday night and gone. Yeah. You know what? Fucking life is really hard at the moment. I'm really struggling to get up yeah. in the morning. They'd have gone, oh, fucking hell, mate. Don't invite him out again. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Guys, do any of you ever feel anxiety about your future? <laughs> mate, like, even now when I say about anxiety, it's like you're just a nervous Nelly. I'm fucking crippled by it some days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah same. Yeah, yeah. Pull yourself together. Oh, it's all in your head. I know it's all in my head. That's the point. <laughs> it's anxiety. I wish I could get out of my fucking head. I just um, imagine you going down the pub and someone going, you all right? And you go, <sighs> Thanks for asking, but no. <laughs> no one's ever said no. And they're regretting right. it, going. Then we all just oh, pulling away no. from yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're in a public bar since you turned up, sad sack. <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yes, you man. You man been on any drillings recently? Nah, G. Nah, same, man. Calm, calm. Have you guys heard of the new Beats and Grinder podcast? Nah, G. I heard it's their man in real life, though. That's what I'm saying. It's so cotch. Oh, gee, that sounds so crazy. It is, man, it is. Calm. Calm, G. How did you meet James, then? James the front... Uh, it is um, someone that we've all worked with together yeah. and he's always been someone you work very closely with writing he's he directed all your stuff pretty much right yeah he's yeah. directed loads of th- sick things hasn't he yeah yeah so he was like when we were growing up he went to like a slightly better school and but like there was a sort of big group of us of a sort of so same sort of manner and same yeah, sort of and it, you know what it's like guys like you sort of have like he was a, he sort of was a bit like he's a couple of years younger but also like his mates were, he was more like a sort of like different crowd from Wallington sort of way. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I was more sort of Sutton, but me and him just, I remember just went to a house party. I knew his wife now and her yeah, sister. Right. Like, not yeah. sure, and we just, me and him just were like obsessed with comedy and yeah. sort of a bit more like we, you know, like you'd have mates who were sort of all they talk about is fighting and you know what I mean? Yeah, Whatever. Yeah. And me and him would just yeah, sort yeah. Of sit there and, and we'd be joking about like Blackadder or Fools Horses or yeah. later on The Office or whatever. And we'd just be doing stuff like that. So, it sort of transpired, and then he he got a job in TV, and I had sort of started doing stand up. We were sort of separate ways, but then we sort of got together, and he was like, "Look, I want to direct more," and he he'd done a bit of directing, and so we wrote some sketches, and we we went down that road. But he was like, very, he's the the most instrumental person in my life, really, of like to see what he saw before I probably did. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah, and, and yeah. To take that chance to see like where we've turned out now where we are and doing King Gary and Murder and Successful and the yeah. stuff we're doing with you boys yeah. you're like fucking hell that's a hell of a journey yeah, and like, yeah. I mean, you must feel that because you boys are like well, it's the same thing. Well, just, just as you're explaining that it, it really does sometimes need that that person that other person for yeah. you to understand that like, yeah. when, I, when I met Hugo is it you know it, I, I didn't grow up with him like you did with James but you know a little bit later in life I met someone that was completely out of my circle but Someone that actually wasn't was creative and and sort of um, yeah. encouraged. Do you know what I mean? It, not not in even in like a sort of um, 
in a sort of hierarchical way, just encouraged in a fun yeah. way, you know, that, 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 that fun creativity, whether it was music or, or, you know, or, or fucking around in front of a camera and stuff. But I think, you know, without that, like, sometimes you wouldn't have taken that step. Do you know what I, I mean? I think that would change, but that, that is, a, like, with Rupert would probably be like that for me with Hugo, like, you are Hugo, like, yeah, he was the first person that I'd sort of, without a doubt, within, once, like, I got inside the industry and I was working, it was the only person who seemed to get the humour, like, he liked all the same shows. Yeah. Even now, to this day, he's one of the few people who tells me that, saying, and I'll go and watch it. Yeah. But he's also, like, there's very few people now where I look at what, what we've done from, from when we started to what we were doing with you boys, to what we're doing with King Gary, to other yeah. stuff. Rupert always got the ethos of what I was, what my sort of, even like he's what he's probably the person that if he turned around to me and said, don't do that story on stage, I would like mm-hmm. never do it again. I'd just be like, oh shit, that doesn't work. I yeah. respect him as a comedian. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like we, um, the Corrupt FM guys are kind of like a band. Corrupt FM guys, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to phrase it, man. Yeah. But um, I felt it was like a band, you know? And like, when I met Sipa, I, f- I felt like, yeah, he, I didn't know what it was going to be used for, but I was like, this guy is fucking lead singer of our band, of my yeah. band. N- not that it's mine, but like, and when an idea was presented, I felt like, oh, sick. Yeah, I know all these sick players yeah. that would really work yeah, well together. Work. Yeah, yeah, because you were instrumental in that. And it's just like what you're saying, Tom, at a very, very base level, it's just the fact that you've got the same taste and humour. Yeah, yeah. I, mean? I, I guess in some ways I'm a bit more like Elton John with Rupert and James. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're Elton. But I they... found that with you boys. I found like when like when I first met you, Sipo, I was like, yeah this gig like I remember we were at a BBC party and it was just full yeah. of like really like networky people and then yeah. I just hit it off with you and then met Hugo and Steve like and that's him and it's like you but you you guys when we've been in writing rooms together which we like 90% of it's never writing it's but it's some of the funniest <laughs> times I've had but yeah. like I think that's the thing that like as much as all of us like the thing that me and James talk about with you boys I'm like these guys know what they want they know the drive of what they want mm. More than most people I've met, you're like, and also your standards. I think it's easy to think of like us because we all come from sort of outside the bubble of this sort yeah. of media entertainment world. But like, no, none of us are sort of like the thing I'd say, like, as much as like, I fucking love you boys, but the thing I, I look at you with utmost respect is your standards of like how good you want shit that you do to be and how you insist upon that for each mm. and every one. Like, and that that's where I go, well, I'll. I want to work with these boys. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, like, that's important within our industry and sort of jumping through gears and jumping through, like, that story for me was the people I have around me now, Rupert and James, like, mm-hmm. they, and, you know, Andy, like, they're, they're the people where I look at and go, they're the people that, like, always look like they, they wanted to do stuff that was different and they wanted to be, like, you know, in, innovative with, like, is that the right word? I don't know. But they, they wanted to be. now. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and when I've met you boys and started, you know, writing with you, I was like, fucking hell, these guys, like, as much as we piss about in this room and we make yeah. each other laugh and, like, all of it's like, it has to be, this thing what we're doing has to be good. Yeah. Like, none of us are here to, for it to be shit. The standard has to be, because we're, we're, we're all successful enough in what we're doing and I think that's the thing that's, that, and that, I guess, is, like, you know, like I say, jumping through some steps, that's the thing, like, if you were listening to this and, like, I always get asked about, first thing I hate when someone goes, oh, I'm really funny. Uh, yeah. Like, how do I make in this industry? And I'm like, you know what? I never thought I was. I never came to it going, 
I'm really funny. No. I, I can make people laugh and let me see how this goes. But I never ever would be like, I'm the oh, fucking Freddy's cunt you'll ever meet in your life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'll love this. You'll love this. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just finding those people. Like, I can't speak highly exactly, enough. Exactly people who, like, even when we did that short film, see, bro, yeah. like, I was like, me and you were pissing about, but as soon as the camera started rolling, I was like, fucking hell, this guy wants to, he wants his performance to be amazing in this piece. Like, he wants to, he wants to, he, he's putting everything into it. And that straight away was like, you know. Yeah, and likewise, and, and, and like, and, and it's like what you were saying, like, when, you know, we're, we're not exactly the most, fucking, us boys ain't the most sociable sort of within the industry, sort of talking to people yeah. and stuff like that. But like when I met you that night at that award show, is that breath of fresh air? And, and knowing um, your background and and how you got there and stuff, sort of it sort of means more to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know yeah. you you care. It's not just something that's you know like you sort yeah. of you yeah, know. It's not like, like um, you born into an it. Ego driven, like yeah, no. yeah. And and the same with the sort of type of comedy and the taste, because that's you know, and that's not saying other things are wrong or whatever. But when you when you know when there's things that you can relate to. It's, it's good to kind of stick with because then you both know you're on the same sort of, uh, you're on the same journey and, and you can, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, sort of thing. Yeah. And it's also, it comes out in the stuff that you want to make and you're like, like yeah. aside like the junk I've been watching and the fucking things about murders, the one constant I've had, and this is a mad thing, like every night I'll stick on like an episode of Kirby Enthusiasm. Like no yeah. matter, like, I just have it on just, just while like, amazing. You know, well, my wife's getting ready for bed and it takes like, you know, she's like fucking <laughs> going around doing this and that and fucking yeah. sort and I'm just putting an episode of that on. Yeah, and that for me is like the benchmark of like, if you sit and watch it, it's just there's like no as soon as it sounds, there's no jokes. Everything's circumstance. Everything exactly. in it, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, and you can now go back and watch like, you know, when you watch Peep Show and all the shows that we've all chatted about. But when yeah. you watch Curb, yeah, you're like, that's what they've all jumped from because the level in there of like, number one, it's all improvised, like what you guys yeah. done, what we what we did with Murder. So you have a template, but the most interesting, it's just like. All they do is just put a guy in a situation, and the situation's a funny situation. But he's never like thinking, well, "How do I make a zinger out of this?" And sometimes, I, yeah. like when when I work with you boys, and and that's you know, the sort of spirit that we all have in this, that situation is like when I work with some guy, some people in our industry, like they're straight away thinking of a joke and a joke, and let me I'll have yeah. the last word. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're not they're not um, giving to that other person. They don't set no. you up like. Yeah. I mean, I've only ever done people just do nothing and the pilot thing that we done, but I, I feel think that was the genius of people just do nothing. I said this to Steve once. I was like, I think the genius of people just do nothing is like everyone got their turn to be funny. Yeah, man. It, yeah. Like, it could be really easy just to go, well, this is so and so. He's he's going to have all the funny lines, and everyone else is going to be making him funny. But what was lovely was like you'd have a moment where Grinders like fucking Grinders put your piss. You know, Grinders doing a beast of camera, you're pissing yourself. Then Steve's is doing something, and Beats is doing something, and yeah. Misha's doing something. And it's like, you know, Chabuddy's like, yeah, you know, and you're like, boom, boom, boom. Everyone's firing. And it's yeah. so, that's so unusual in, in British sitcom for me, where you're like, fucking, there was six, seven different characters in yeah, this. Yeah, I guess they have yeah. the funny right. idiot, and then like the kind yeah, yeah, of. Yeah, the normal... and, and you're right, it's something we were worried about at the start. And, and I guess, you know, it, the sort of negative to that is we haven't got as much breathing space as we like, because obviously we're massive. Yeah. Fans like the office and stuff like that. Yeah. And now I've come to the term, you know, I've come to terms with it. Like when I've done other things, like they're amazing as well, but 
you know, realizing you can't, basically, in people's nothing, I get to lean on all these fucking characters. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not there in the water swimming on my own sort of thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and it's such yeah, a, true. it's such a blessing to be able to do that. And when you, you know, and hopefully when, you know, when people watch it, they, they enjoy that about it sort of thing. Well, I think that's, that's the thing that you, like, you know, I know with King Gary, it's the thing that we wanted. We want, like, you know, it's, that's, you're writing it to that audience. You know what the audience is. It's a yeah. massive audience. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a mainstream show, but you're like, you're still, number one, like, the thing that you guys are obsessed with, I'm obsessed with, James is obsessed is that fucking authenticity. This yeah. is what Gary is. This is the world he's from. Yeah. And yeah. These are the, but, but to write that thing, like, is what we're, we're writing a similar thing now. So you've got Gary, you've got Terry, you know, all the different people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're, and what we're doing with you two is like, fucking, that, I tell you, like, but Gary, people just whatever. The thing that we're doing and we can't really talk about much. <laughs> yeah. that's the hardest thing ever because you've got probably like for me the funniest people like with you boys that you know working with you all are funny and whatever. But then you're like and threaded through. We've got this fucking thriller. Like, yeah, I said to James one day, I was like, bro, this is for, like. We should have done that easier with these guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fucking challenge, isn't it? Yeah, I never Man, thought about it. In it'll that be way. worth it. I have no yeah, doubt it'll 100%. be worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's a good point. Yeah, that's a great point. Because because for all of us, like this is the first thing that's probably more lent into drama a little bit more. Yeah. I'd say yeah. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and, and action. The- yeah, yeah. yeah. Action, do action drama and yeah. then just like four yeah. idiots stuck in the middle of it. Yeah, quite a lot of topless scenes as well. Yeah. <laughs> that's gonna, that's gonna you guys yeah. never got in any clothes on the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not, not gonna love that. It. <laughs> How was it writing? Because obviously, so the the thing that really sort of blew you up was uh, Murder and Success film, yeah. right? Um, and that, that's how I knew knew about yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, I watched incredible. it and I fucking loved it. Yes, I, I, I knew nothing about it. And so we're so murder and successful and people to do nothing uh, both came out of that sort of BBC free camp of yeah. harnessing new talent, I guess, right? Yeah. Um so that's kind of yeah. how we knew about each other. When when we we'd never done anything before that, right? So you know, not you know, you'd obviously had a little bit more stuff like standing yeah. up and stuff like that. Um so when we Low selector. But yeah, well yeah, yeah. When when we first got the uh, offered the pilot of the BBC we were like can we um, can we just improv it they sort of do it on the day and they're like no there's <laughs> money at it man you can't just fucking turn up on the day so how was the process it's just it's a lot of improv right on um, on Murder and Successful and I guess how did you get that off the ground how did you convince them and and how was that structured as well when it first started the first time we did it it was like a scripted piece then like someone like other people have written it it was nothing to like I'd sort of had the idea and I'd been in like, and then, then I was, I did, I sort of didn't know really my place as much at the time. And so yeah, course, I'd yeah. come, like, I've been in development meetings and we developed it and then they were like, oh, we're going to go and do this script. And then the person's kind of come in and they're sort of going to read the lines a bit more. And it was a bit right. more. And we had, did a script read through it. It was honestly the, the worst thing that we, you could ever imagine. It was so yeah. bad. And then afterwards I was like, look, if you're going to put someone through this, they have to be, they can't know anything that's going to happen because as soon as you, you do that, surprise is gone. And everything that, for me, is like, and like when I come back to being like a comedy geek, like knowing how they made like Curb and things that Larry David would like spin these stories and people in there, some people didn't know what he was going to do. And I was like yeah. fascinated in that and it'd never been done before. And I think like, although I'd done bits, I've been in other people's stuff. I was really conscious of the fact that like I was ambitious like, and I still am. 
but I was very ambitious. But I was like, I looked at stuff and thought, I'm never all I'm ever going to be at best at the moment is like the goofy mate in someone else's. I'm never going to be the fucking main protagonist in my in a story unless, unless I fucking make that happen myself. Sure. Yeah. So James sort of came on a, a board, and we shot like we shot a pilot of it and it was like, and I was fortunate the commissioner really sort of had seen, I guess it seemed like he believed enough in me to sort of do that. So when we, um, when we came to, to, to putting that pilot together, you know, you're nervous. Cause you're like, what if it doesn't work? Like, cause like with you guys, you're improvising, but you all know each other. Right. So you're like, Oh yeah, I know cool. how, yeah, yeah. Works. I know yeah, how yeah. Hugo works with me. It was like, every scene's going to be with, we did a pilot with Connor Maynard mm-hmm. and it was like, so I'd never met Connor. Connor never met me. And then you're, I just hope this guy's going to, because otherwise this is going to be the worst thing ever. Mm. And it worked and it was, you yeah. know, and then you just want to always push the envelope, always make people feel uncomfortable, always yeah. make them cringe. And like, as much as like, like you want like the moments of like the Jamie Lang one where it's like talking about oh, my, that's wife my favorite me. one, man. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, uh, and being like, you know, Oh, you know, my wife has been sleeping with twelve other guys behind my back, <laughs> and like watching another and like nearly crying it, like because as an actor, it was the hardest thing you'll ever do because yeah. you had to because sleep became funnier the more pathetic and sad he was. Like yeah. he was never yeah. if he was just trying to crack jokes and he was like a hardcore guy. Yeah. It was always the moments where it was just like really tragic. Um, yeah, it's quite dark yeah. at times. Yeah, yeah. I um, love that. About he's it. definitely a tragic guy. I just always like I love that show for the. But the fact you could sort of go anywhere with it and, and take people yeah. on a journey. And- yeah, it must be so free as an actor uh, to be able to do that. And having a pro- full-blown program where you can see corpse in within it. I thought that was yeah. amazing. That was, that was, cool. I mean, that was James's idea. And That's so Because that you would never have been able to make it without it. People would just always laugh. Yeah, and, and corpse and is like, infectious as well, like for yeah, people yeah, at man. home. Like, but also as human beings, we laugh when things are awkward and we laugh when things are like... Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's why The Office is so funny because The Office sort of takes it up another level where they, they do fake laughter. Like yeah, in yeah, the sense yeah. of, not like, but within the actual piece, like yeah. you'll see someone tell a joke and someone will fake, like pretend the joke's funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> so many sitcoms where someone, like, you see a really finely crafted joke that someone will do and then everyone just goes, mm, sort of looks like, <laughs> yeah, like, like the people are talking that communicate, They're always fucking yeah. telling jokes. <laughs> yeah. Whereas The Office was the first thing where I was like, fucking hell, this is amazing because yeah. people, which they do in real life, if someone says something and they think they're funny and someone goes, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Off. The office was the first thing I was like, "Oh fuck, they're doing that thing that we all do in real life." When yeah. you yeah. get introduced to like someone, and they, you're like, "Oh, this is Billy. He's my favorite mate." And they'll go, "Oh, your favorite mate? You said that about Tony." And yeah. everyone go, <laughs> "So taking it back before then, when you first started out, there's something with Avid Merrion." Oh yeah, it's well, I done like I did that some weird little thing that we shot, and then we did yeah, Bo Selector. Oh, it so was a Michael Jackson special. Oh, it was a Michael Jackson, and I played John Landis. So, like James was James directed. It was the first big thing James directed. Yeah, and then he basically like showed a tape of me to Lee Francis, and was like, "Look, this is this guy that I know from back where I live, and he's really funny. He does characters and whatever." And then Lee Francis was like, "Yeah, cool." Just, and then Shane Allen from BBC and BBC and Channel Four saw it and. And then just, I just sort of seized that chance really just to sort of, I'd never been on a set or in front of camera before. Wow. Um, but I was like, and Bo Selector at the time was like a really, it was a massive show. Yeah, I was a huge fan. Yeah. So I was just like, I just got to own this. And then just like, hit, I turned up on the day and I sort of, I never didn't know how to learn lines. I was just like, and he was just like, fuck it, just just mess around and stay, say stuff. So I did this scene where I was just doing like, you know, like you guys do the talking heads. And yeah, I just yeah, did yeah. Heads as John Landis. And I just did like, 
probably about an hour of just freestyling stupid stuff about Michael Jackson. <laughs> and uh, uh, and all the crew were like, you over there laughing loads. And like, you guys, yeah, I've worked with you guys and like heard stories. That I know a lot of people who work with you guys. That That's the satisfaction. Even yeah, now, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I'll be on set and if the crew aren't laughing, like, yeah. I've seen you do this as well, see, but like, you're like, oh, fucking, this isn't funny. I need to step it up. Yeah, a yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, cameraman's not shaking his shoulder as he's on yeah, the camera. Yeah. This is funny. Yeah, yeah. And then you go on someone else's set and you're like, oh, I'm going to push it. The cameraman's not laughing. They're like, you're not, they're not paid to laugh. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah it's a good indication yeah. that yeah. shit's funny, yeah? So true, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. You, you feed off it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And also, it's like, if if I was working with like people and like they were turning off and no one laughed on set, yeah. or no one corpse, I'd be seriously fucking concerned that yeah. nothing yeah, else yeah. Like, no I want think. every scene to nearly corpse or yeah. corpse yeah. or we can't even get it yeah, yeah yeah or at least the other actor's gonna call like someone's you know what I mean someone's I, laughing I wanna hear someone say come on guys let's pull it together guys come on like, imagine if you came off and like you, all the guys that you respected everyone's sitting going yeah that's right man that's really good yeah like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You want everyone to be invested in your scenes as well. Yeah, like, you don't want to be staring at their phone. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that must have been an like, amazing experience, though, to, to start with something like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that was, yeah. Yeah, was he crazy. was fucking, at, even now, but like at that time, he was fucking superstar, man. It was like, yeah. as well, but he, what he was, what the brilliant thing with working with him early on is like how normal he was and like right. how he, he, the very thing we're talking about now. He was that guy. Like he was making everyone laughed on set. He knew everyone's name, so that was the only education I had of like having to like. When, once I was on set, I was like, "Oh, that's how you act. That's how you are." But I was like, anyway, just how I've been brought up, I guess, by my parents. But but actually, Lee's way, and still to this day, the way that Lee Francis is with people is very yeah. like indicative of that. He's just he's good with people, and he makes sure that everyone on set feels important. Yeah, that's an amazing right. lesson, and I hear that about you day in day out from every you know from makeup team to whoever whoever's worked with you, Tom. And it's the biggest compliment. You're not not only yeah. that you're funny and you're great at your job, but it's the fact that you are you know you make everyone feel included in that, and you talk to everyone, which I think is really important. That's the worst nice to hear, man. Yeah. And I think that's just yeah, that's that's the easy bit, right? Yeah, it should, exactly. nice. yeah, should be. Yeah, Pop, it's yeah. learning your yeah, lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're lucky as well I think that's the other thing that we all have to we have to look at is and, and like sometimes it's easy to lose sight of of it once you're sort of in this industry and like yeah, for you, sure. you, you, we're all fortunate I look at I you know I look at how our life could have been I, I think you know you and as you know it's where we are in humanity and, and at the moment it's like yeah. not to take this too deep but you have to you have to sort of go shit like I wake up every morning I work with mates. I work with people that I love being around. I yeah. laugh all day. That's a fucking. That's a luxury lifestyle. It's like you're yeah. old. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're so right, man. And it's good to remind yourself, man. Um, we are lucky, and 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 like you said, not just being able to do something we love, but to do it with people we love as well. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, not to yeah. sound toppy, but it's true. Like, <laughs> that is, man. It's, yeah. it's fucking. We're fortunate, you know. So moving on from, um, I guess, fast forwarding back to now, or. Year or two ago, whatever. When you had, when you got King Gary off the ground, how different was that? Because you went from a sort of BBC Three thing and 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 and, and a few bits on Sky and stuff, right? But yeah, like little bits here and there, of that. here and there. But like BBC One, that's like a huge platform, yeah. and 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 I guess more of a a wider taste in comedy that you have to sort of fulfill. Yeah. How, was how tricky was that to 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 keep things, you know? authentic to how you like them but also make sure that they translate to a wider audience 
I think that so murder and successful would have been like that had been like a cult show. It done well. Yeah. It, it was, yeah. but it was like, and it was really critically well received. And like, like you guys, we'd sort of followed you guys really. We'd like won awards on every every series we sort of culminated in the like the BAFTA. But yeah. So, but when you like you're moving into that King Gary world, and like I remember them saying like, do you want to, what would you, your next step? And talk, talking to Shane and everything, and they were mm. like, would you want to? Everyone was pitching for BBC Two, and these sort of. And I was like, I, I kind of, BBC One would be an amazing place to make something. I'd grown up watching those sorts of shows. Yeah. Like, Wolf, like, yeah. Wolf Adam, it was, you know, Fools and Horses. Only and, Fools, yeah. Yeah. You know, these sorts of shows that the whole porridge and whatever that the family would sit and watch. Yeah. So, so it's sort of, you, you know, for a start that you, some of the stuff that you, you maybe will be like, oh, you know, the swearing thing, you're like, oh, I'm going to have to try and cut around that because, I, I I didn't want swearing in it, so but I swear a lot as a human being, so yeah, yeah. It's a bit more, it, like inventive with language, yeah. Uh, and and then you sort of also so, but then you're sort of aware that you're, you're right and saying it's a really interesting thing that Jerry Seinfeld does when he talks about Seinfeld, and it's like you're not ma- you're not making it for you, you're making it for people who are going to watch it, yeah. And it's like so, make that to the best of your ability, make that so. In, like, don't get me wrong, it's I love making King Gary. It's like. It's authentically where I'm from. The people, of mm-hmm. you know, I get offended when certain newspapers will turn around and say, "Oh, yeah, the characters are big, too big, and whatever." I'm like, Fucking go down, something. Yeah, yeah. We've actually had to rub a little bit of that off. Yeah, but they're out yeah. there, and that's yeah. your, that's your, that's your snobbery. Yeah. You don't, you don't know these people, but they're the people who are fucking. Oh, it's never the working class sort of people from that background that would ever pipe up about that. It's it's yeah. like you say, it's a journalist of the Guardian going. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if like you know. It's a show yeah. 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 I, I love the like... details, man. Like his Hugo Boss tracksuits. Yeah, and... all of that stuff. All of that stuff's so important, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the Murder is Successful was an amazing thing to make, but it's the Gary I'm so proud of just because it was so. It's it's a, such a it's a harder journey really to sort of do that do this and and. To, for then, for for the figures it's had, for the amount of people who've watched it and enjoyed it, and then when you hear people watching it, like with their families, with their kids and whatever, and you're like, oh shit, that's kind of cool. That like you, I sort of never lost sight of the fact murder and successful. It was like, oh yeah, you know, a certain amount of people are going to watch it and enjoy it, but yeah. there's a wealth of people out there who are never going to. And, and I think like, yeah, that I I, I get a, a kick out of that, and I think it's and it's important as well. I think within the world that we live in, to as you guys did with corrupt and I think they, with this country they do it is is translate a world that maybe isn't seen on screen like it's to go cool. like this is something that might be alien to some people out there but it's a real it's a, you know yeah. it's life to a lot of people in, in in this country yeah and I think it's really important to just just take stock of that definitely and, so, and showing the vulnerabilities and emotion in 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 these sort of people where that people wouldn't usually understand or mesh with do you know what I mean to, yeah it kind of shows that we're all the fucking same do you know what I mean like so uh what what does the future hold for for Sergeant Tom Davis <laughs> for the Colonel um uh walking Gary yeah. which is where we we're, we're gearing up for now yeah, and nice. um, and then like genuinely like I think you know the thing I'm putting together with you boys and we're all putting together I I think is like you know it's a hard thing to sort of because I th- I think it's like nothing else that's ever been made mm-hmm. which excites me in the same way that murder did 
Yeah. I, I, I look at it and think like, you know, I've made no secret. I wanted to work with you guys for, for as long as I've known. And even like I was a fanboy of the show. Yeah, same. And yeah. I think, I think like knowing like, like those scripts that we've done and that world that we're creating there, that's fucking exciting, man. And it's exciting as well because I think like how we've, all of us have grouped together and made this, like put that thing together as scripts and how I know it's going to turn out. When I know, like when we first shot that taster, I was like, fucking hell, man. Like no one's going to see this coming from us. Yeah. And like now we've pushed the scripts and we've, we've been ambitious with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's something slight, I think it could be really special. And I think that's like, I, I'm, you know, like I say, lucky come out the back of what we've been through this year. Oh, it's like exciting for, for next year to yeah yeah get, I'm super yeah. excited man yeah, I can't man. wait yeah man 2021's everyone's year isn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean he hasn't got much to live up to after this year <laughs> yeah it's like a shit birthday where your fucking parents had turned up and said yeah yeah we got you a frog this year I wanted a bike <laughs> I'm gonna ride a frog to school yeah <laughs> And on that note, Tom, um, one of the most important questions we ask all our guests is, what's your favourite sandwich? Oh, man. Fucking and, hell. And I'm you excited for this one because I know you're a sandwich guy. Yeah, I love you're, this good you're sandwich. A, yeah. You're a food connoisseur. You know what, man? It's all about meats, right? Yeah, I could yeah. spend a long time on that deli counter. Tuna, oh. ham. Yeah, right. Tuna, ham. ham. <laughs> Tuna, ham, right. Chicken. Loads of salt. You got a really salty butter, right? Thick, thick white tiger bread. Oh yeah, right? tiger yeah. Yeah. Yeah, tiger loaf, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm in it. The best. Yeah. And do you know, like, mate, got that garlic mayonnaise you can get. That's the bollocks, man. Aioli. Yeah, aioli. Yeah, aioli. Yeah. Spanish mayo. Little yeah. cherry tomatoes chopped up. Oh, yeah. Nice. Really nice. And then the secret ingredient to anything in the world, right? Yeah, you know, like really cheap cheese that they put in Big Macs, and yeah, yeah, yeah really yeah. cheap cheese. Craft. Well, look that in anything in the world is going to taste better with that. Mm. <laughs> I agree, man. Craft cheese is fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, do you know what? Because it's you, Tom. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I want you to describe your um your favorite soup in the world as well, because I know mate, you're famous for this. Mate, this is the best. And I generally like people query this and I get a lot of shit. This is, I, I don't get trolled about it. Like, people think you're joking. but uh, Yeah, and people troll, troll me about it and they're like, you're disgusting. Tomato <laughs> soup, it must be Heinz. I cannot <laughs> say that enough. It has to be Heinz. And Watsits, but you know what the game changer is? Giant Watsits. Right. They take a little bit longer to soak the soup up. Okay. And they do the spice. I mean, Seaford, I know you're a man who likes stuff that's a little bit outside the norm. Oh, they do spicy giant, spicy giant what's it, yeah? For yeah. <laughs> those with a, little, a bit more of a culinary taste, wallop them in. Yeah, that, honestly, the winner. do it. And people people frown at me when I have that in a restaurant. <laughs> but I say to everyone, I say, you fucking try it, Manny. <laughs> Well, I saw you had it today, innit? Did you have a little sandwich on the side? Or was that yeah, yeah, I had uh, two cheese toasties as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, a few yeah. little grill marks on the side, I saw. Oh, mate. And George Foreman. Yeah, I mean, yeah. George oh, Foreman, man. Change healthy, your game. Then. It's healthy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did it in the George Foreman. Oh, that's fine. It removes yeah, all the Oh, you had a grilled sandwich on the... Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Eight, eight slithers of cheese I had in it. Does that take all the carbs out? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Line on a, on a gurney in fucking 43. Going, it was all made in a George Foreman. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> the three questions. Three questions. 
All right, Tom. And then also now find the final part of the show is probably one of the most important parts. Yeah. Is you've got to ask us three questions each. Well, three questions each. Yeah. Sipa, mm. first one for you. Okay. When did you know that you were going to become an icon? Oh, hello. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, when was it? I think it sort of it sort of hit me probably probably the time I met Hugo because the way he looked at me, I saw the look in his eye. Yeah. And I thought, do you know what? I'm fucking special because the way this guy is crying, laughing in front of me, I'm <laughs> he's the only person that doesn't think I should be sectioned. <laughs> He's the only person that doesn't call me a freak. Yeah. Hugo, for you? Big Hugo. Uh, what do you prefer making, music or comedy? You're sick at both, which is... Ooh. I think I prefer doing TV stuff, com- yeah. Uh, comedy, yeah. Uh, I find the journey really fun. Like, even though I might moan at the time, like, of getting, <laughs> up, at, getting yeah. up at 4 a.m., and uh, them only having vegan bolognese left or whatever. But I do love just the whole process of filming and then seeing the final product and then when people get to watch it, man. It's sick. It's cool. Yeah, I love it. I guess it's more uh, fun for you in a more sociable way, right? Because we're all fucking around Yeah, music's quite isolated and I feel more insecure about music. I always question if I'm good or... If it's good. you're like naturally one of the funniest people I've ever met. Like, oh, I don't you know. Just, like, have a way about you. Just like, just make me look. Yeah, we're yeah. both both just oh. naturally just, no, but, funny in different know. ways. But you're both like so funny. Yeah. It's just like, like that's that's a nice thing of like sense of self. That's that's what comedy is for me. It's yeah. like, and also it's like, I think like with you, Hugo, you just got a turn of way of being. With you, Secret, it's like you're like one of the most open people like I've ever yeah, met. Definitely life. open. And like similar to like to myself, like when I met you, I remember saying to James, like, fucking Superman, it's like me. He like it's like everything that's ever happened to him, he doesn't really have any fucking filter of like worrying about like so you know what people say to me, like sportsmen sometimes say to me, like, oh my God, don't like why would you tell that story about you shitting yourself on a golf course? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The good <laughs> thing with like, Seeper is he's always <laughs> transparent. Like there's never yeah. um like he'll be quiet and you can ask him what's wrong and he'll tell you. There's not like yeah. a uh, no, it's but cool, it, man. It leaves me with a bit of a almost uh, disease in a sense of like I can't stand any falseness or, no. or, or or if there's a vibe change, I'm really sensitive to that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. but I think anyway, it's good because there's no um, elephant in the room. No, yeah, apart from you, you go. <laughs> yeah, apart from well, I'd say you at the moment. Yeah, me now. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> see the next one for you. Uh, I'll be I'll be snappy with these. Okay, sleeper. What is the best bit of food you've ever eaten in your life? Oh man, fuck it, that's a real tough one, man. Um, like, I guess there's there might have to be a couple. You know, like mum's cooking is is your mum's cooking, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, my favourite food from my mum's cooking is um, is a, kib, a thing called a, a kibbesilek, right? Which is I'm not going to go fully into it, but it's just a, a Kurdish dish of like um, sort of rice and mint balls stuffed with mints in like a tomato sort of sauce Oof, nice, yeah, it's nice. banging but that's a proper comfort food isn't it but like do you know what maybe maybe um, Vietnam like one of the meals I had in a little sort of fucking off a moped you're like so deep now when it comes to the food you've become like a real culinary guy yeah 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 you know, I'm just a little fucking yeah. 
you know, it's probably fucking 2018. Oh, yeah. Fucking yeah, yeah. My and dick so still gets hold of Fernando, man. It's not even the flavor oh, of the crop. It's, it's the smell of the fumes. It's the people. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's yeah. The you know, I don't even think of the restaurant. Just a small family opened their door. To yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure a fucking five-star restaurant's better. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Um, next question for you. Fast car or big house? Or uh, a big house. Oh, man, you've got both of them. I know that, but I just wanted to ask you. you? No. It shows up how well you know him, though, Tom, because it's yeah. fr- each question did throw him off. Yeah. Yeah. Materialistic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take it deep for the last question. All right. Come on. Really deep. Yeah. Right for both of you, would you rather have like an incredibly like muscular, fucking incredibly muscular yeah. physique, right, <laughs> or just the ability to be able to run really fast? Incredibly muscular physique. Yeah, hundred percent physique. I don't give a. I'm never running. Run for what? I've got. I've got two cars. Yeah, I wouldn't need to run if I had an incredibly muscular physique. Yeah, you got one of those electric scooters. <laughs> like a guy with diabetes, and he's, he just needs to go around because he's so fat. He's so well in shape. But he, he can't move. Um, before you even gave me the other option, I wanted to go, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no. no. Just don't, I'd just like to be masculine. 100%. I'd love that. Well, anyway, listen, Tom, mate, thank you so much thank for doing Yeah, thank you, man. You've been amazing. Yeah, Round of applause for Tom right. Davis, everybody. Thank you, guys. This is the outro. See you later. And good luck. Stay lucky, boy. Stay lucky, boy. Boy, uh, this was the first time that we're actually recording an outro straight after the episode. Yeah, I know. It's, it's good. Keep the momentum. Yeah, Matt. You got the endorphins flowing? Oh, yeah. Like a dolphin. Yeah, good. Yeah. A little bit of blood rush to the tip of your penis. It always. doesn't. It never ne- goes. never goes back down. Perfectly. Yeah. And that's yeah. how I like you. Yeah, massive yeah. bellend. But the rest is pathetic. <laughs> nice. yeah. yeah. Hugo, the guy, the really short guy with the purple bellend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah wrong guy. with that. Good guy. But yeah, man. Right, big up Tom Davis for coming on, man. Yes. He's basically like family. So, you know, um, yeah, really appreciate him coming on. Had a lovely chat. Yeah. Uh, learned Good some chin wag. Yeah. Snag. Hope you hope you lot learned some things out there. And uh yeah. and it put and it put a bit of a smile on your face, didn't it, Hugo? I can't stop smiling. Like I know, yeah. Looking down yeah. at your cock smiling. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah, I'm man. smiling about it. <laughs> There's nothing to smile about with that. Yeah, fuming at God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, big up Tom Davis. Yeah, big up Tom. And um, yeah, check out King Gary. It's I think it's on iPlayer at the moment. Yeah. Uh, you'll see him on League of Their Own as well. The League. Uh, yeah, of their own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. just thought I'd add a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that, man. Yeah. And um, and Matchroom podcast as well, a boxing podcast that he's doing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the Romesh check- podcast coming Romesh soon. Romesh podcast is coming out soon. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, Guy's unstoppable. Check him out at Mr. Big Tom D. That's his Instagram. Yeah. Got everything at. you need to know there. Yeah. Yeah. At. Yeah. If you ain't got Instagram, download it. It's sick. It's free. It's free. You put photos on it. What else do you do with it, Hugo? Mm, if you haven't got it, don't get it. Yeah. That's actually what I would say. Yeah. Well, well, no, just in case we can get a sponsor out of it or something. Oh, uh, loads of stuff, man. You get loads. free uh, t shirts and weed. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what they throw at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we get free stuff from Instagram or the actual company. Huh? Well, no, no one's giving us anything. No. Not you, anyway, not with your physique. <laughs> um, 
also, also, yeah. I, before you go, I got a yeah. weed pen from Barcelona from oh, yeah. uh, the cookies guys. I stay away from that boy. Yeah, you need to with your with a mind like that. Yeah, how are you getting over the munchies and if you're dieting? Mind over matter, mate. Strong mind. Yeah. Strong yeah. Mind. Strong well, it's like half nine. You're having your second dinner. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a little jacket potato. Yeah, <laughs> just a little jacket nah, potato. Just keep myself going in it. For how long? Beans, huh? What What's your bedtime? Oh well, I need to keep myself going till about twelve, don't I? It's half nine now. <laughs> Do you go to bed at twelve? Yeah, and then I wake up at um ten. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I fucking hate you. I go to bed at twelve and I wake up any time between six and eight. Oh mate, now you need to go start going to bed about nine now. <sighs> it's long though. No, because um, Joe Wicks was talking about it, man. He's got. He's got like little young babies and that, and he yeah, feels but all Joe Wicks does is burpees and then so, says you can well, eat fucking yeah, maybe take a leaf out of his book, boy. Look at yeah. the state of you. If I want to do burpees well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you want to feel like he says, if you go to bed at nine, you don't have the stingy feeling in your eyes when you wake up at six. He's chatting absolute shit. <laughs> Look at him. Of course he doesn't feel anything when he gets up. Fucking hell. He's never done anything wrong. We'll try and get him on here as well. He's my boy. Big up the body. I'd coach, love to yeah. get. I do really like. He's yeah. really likable. Yeah, he is. He loves the office as well, man. Does he? Yeah. He just oh. he sends me voice notes. All the, hold on. Check this. Go on. Super. I'm fed up. Sometimes I think this place is a right shit hole. Who thinks Neil's more of a laugh than me? Well, you're having a laugh saying that. Right, that's it. We're going out for a beer this lunchtime. Yeah. I'll show you the laugh. <laughs> I just get them from him just like three times a day sometimes. Sick. Yeah, it's back and forth. Big up Joe Wicks, man. Yeah, man. Although he's yeah. never, ever felt like shit in the morning. No, I guarantee. He ain't. And we're going to have to get him on to ask him about that. To be Yeah, fair. I want to know if he's ever not had a solid shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, get, we'll get him on. We'll get him on. All right, go and eat your... Uh, ask him... Yeah. Voice note him now and say, is it bad that I'm having jacket potato? Oh, yeah, I'm going to now. Go on. Easy, mate. Um, just on my podcast with Hugo. Um, hey, man. It's half nine. Are you right? It's <laughs> half nine at night, and um, because it's sort of cutting into my dinner time, I just thought I'd have a second dinner. Thinking of having a little jacket potato with beans, some cheese, and some coleslaw. Uh, Hugo just wanted me to ask whether you think that's bad. Uh, just get back to me when you can. Cheers, mate. Hugo. Yeah. Say say bye. See you later, Joe. There you go. I'm, I'm going to have the confirmation. And it's you're going to be your fault. If I get if he says no, it'll be your fault. I'm starving. I can't survive till midnight. Send that over. Send his response over. I will. will. Definitely. All right. All right. Nice one. Good night. See you later, boy. Safe, man. Get some sleep. Hey, yo! Will everyone shut the fuck up? I want to give a crazy, stupid, dope fly shout-out to everyone involved in this podcast. Nah, fuck that. Who's the brain that produces this show, man? Man like Rupert Magending. And who's the audio editor? James Torrance, check it. house. Who's the video editor? Ha-ha, James Lord. And who does all the uh, illustrations? It's Alice and the Ink. Mad on the visuals, bruh. Shout out all the posse down at ACAS Laboratory. Hip hop, hip hop. Am I right, hustler? You're not wrong, Playboy Valentino. All right, so I just got a message back off him, and he goes, "Oh, you're odd. 9:30 p.m. Yeah, mate, it's a classic spud. You like dinner? University dinner, innit? So he reproves. Interesting. 
exactly. Tell him what you had for breakfast, dinner, and no, he just thinks it's my normal dinner. Anyway, I've got to go and eat. It's oh, getting right. cold. See you later. Okay, bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.